the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Winter weather could prove hazardous this weekend as many parts of the U.S. confront ongoing Arctic storms. A Lone Star State among those bracing for the impact. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is urging Texans to prepare now for the upcoming cold weather expected this weekend. Abbott and several agency heads held a press conference Friday assuring residents that the power grid is ready and crews are prepared to respond quickly to any emergency. It was in 2021 that the Texas power grid could not keep up with demand during an Arctic blast, and many Texans lost power for days amid single-digit temperatures. That's correspondent Tasha Stevens reporting. And governors from New York to Louisiana have declared states of emergency ahead of the predicted snow and sub-zero temperatures. In St. Louis, the Weather Service is warning of life-threatening cold. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher explains today's America. I have to believe even, even some people on the left are starting to wake up and realize the miserable condition of the United States. Our culture is in an undeniable state of freefall. I mean, my gosh, every tradition, everything that used to be so great about this country, they have torn down. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Inside your 1 o'clock hour this afternoon here on The Patriot. That means you're moments away from the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Mitch Berg. But first, a quick look at your weather forecast from the Genovations Regen Weather Center. Snow likely throughout the day today. Temps falling to about 6 degrees by the late afternoon. Tonight's low about 6 below zero. Sunday, to cap off the weekend, mostly cloudy and cold with a high around zero. Stay tuned. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, moments away. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dingy, dismal, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, which, by the way, passed a big milestone this past week. We'll talk about that later on in the broadcast here today. My title, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, along with my colleagues, Jack Tomzak, the new guy who's at uh, 3 to 5 here every Saturday here on AM 12A, The Patriot, Brad Carlson, Sundays, 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, and of course, fellow uh, Charter NARN member, King Banyan, Saturday mornings, every Saturday morning, 9 to 11 
On our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, the best show in America on the subject of economics, even that one on public radio, oh, especially that one on public radio, the one that tries to be all goofy and giggly about it. Yeah, yeah, them too. No, King Banya is better than them. Uh, You name it, King's better than it. We're the Northern Alliance Radio Network. When public radio did did their big uh, expose on Salem Media, we were the motivation. I, I have it on really good authority. I, I read it in I read it in the Minnesota Reformer. No, I didn't. I didn't read that there. But more about things you read in the Minnesota Reformer in just a minute. But first of all, an, an important public service. Special weather bulletin for southern Minnesota. It's cold, bitterly brutal cold. If you are a Minnesotan, stay home. You will die. We will not find your body till the spring. Stay home. This is a lethal emergency. Closed circuit broadcast to North Dakota natives. Set condition green too. Zip your coats and watch out for those godforsaken Minnesota drivers and their unbelievable tailgating. Good Lord. When I... I'm crowned governor for life of Minnesota. It will be legal to reverse the, the, the situation on tailgaters, do a pit maneuver, and send them into the ditch. Because just, did anybody ever teach Minnesota drivers, or at least the younger generation of them, because it tends, I, I've noticed it tends to be drivers under the age of 40 who do this, riding up on your bumper day or night, rain or shine, dry or wet roads, or icy roads, doesn't matter. They are riding up on your bumper or zigzagging through traffic on garbage roads like, like it's the middle of summer in, in broad daylight. Who are these morons? And more importantly, who let them pass driver's ed? Who who let them get their licenses? The the same. Well, of course we know it's the same state that could not actually do uh, software uh, software to actually support the licensing process. They're the same people who are 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 telling people in Minnesota that they're qualified to drive on roads with other people uh, in three ton ve- uh, one to three to five to twenty ton vehicles. Good lord, watch yourselves out there, people and and. By the way, for those of you under the age of 40 who apparently, just by judging by the way you behave out on the road, never took a competent driver's ed class or maybe took it from a hockey coach who was busy doing other things like I did, leave two seconds between you and the car in front of you. Count the seconds out. No, don't say one car length for every 10 miles an hour. That Nobody can figure that out. Nobody, nobody can do that. Leave two seconds. Pick a spot on the road. When you see the dot come out from behind the car, and you, you count, if you if you can't count a thousand one, a thousand two before it disappears under your hood, you're too close. And by the way, if the roads are wet or icy, make that four seconds. Four seconds. A thousand one, a thousand two, a thousand three, a thousand four. That's how long it should take in terrible road conditions. When the roads are slippery, that's how long it should take for the the little dot on the road to go from their back bumper to your front bumper. If it's less than that, you're too close. I figured out how I'm going to make enough money to retire. I'm just going to make LED screens to go on the back of people's trunks and tell and blaze more or less obscene messages about how close people are following. It needs to happen, folks. This is my public service. This is maybe what I go down in history for. <sighs> All right, got that out. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Now, 
This past week, I I, I went to see a CD4 fundraiser, a Republican fundraiser in Oakdale for the actually Woodbury for uh, it, which they showed the movie. The Fall of Minneapolis. I saw it for the second time uh, this past week. Liz Collin was in attendance. I believe Bob Kroll may have been there as well. And I, I I had about the same reaction, more or less, that I had before. Now, so did other people. Like, for example, uh, people I know whose opinions I respect as a broad rule, very implicitly, said, hey, all of this stuff was settled in court. Well, some of the stuff was settled in court. Now, I just want to tell you something about that particular response. I, I was involved years and years and years ago, uh, very peripherally, in the case of a fellow who uh, had been tri- arrested, tried, and convicted for a particularly grisly rape and murder in a state out east. And he was sentenced to death. He got the death penalty for... I mean, for for a case that it, if you support the death penalty, uh, entirely deserving of it. It was a particularly brutal, grisly rape and murder. And it's the kind of thing where while I oppose the death, well, I support the death penalty actually for every reason but one, and that is the inevitability of executing innocent people. And that is dispositive to me. I mean, there is a better alternative. You keep them in jail for it. Put them in supermax. Don't let them out. That's worse than death. Well, tell it to the person who's unjustly uh, accused and charged. Which brings us back to the case I was extremely peripherally, uh, peripherally involved in back many, many years ago. Now, a bunch of people beat the drums about some evidence involved in this case. And, of course, literally everybody on death row says they're innocent, and they all said if people just look at the evidence, they'll be, they'll be exonerated. And in most cases, it's not true. We can, we can accept that. Everyone, everyone who's in jail for any reason is going to say that for the most part. But in this case, the evidence was strong enough and the public drum beating was loud enough that it got the atten- uh, attention of the Innocence Project, which is a... Uh, a legal, a pro bono legal project that reopens, uh, tries to reopen the cases of people who are un, uh, unjustly accused of serious crimes, especially death penalty cases. And uh, it worked. It took five or six years of litigation because appellate judges are really loath to overturn jury verdicts, justifiably so. But in this case, the evidence pointed out a couple of things. For starters, the conviction was secured partly through the legal incompetence of a defense attorney, partly due to the fact that the most of the evidence was uh, a jailhouse snitch who turned out to have a long record of perjury, perjuring himself to get himself better sentences for turning in people for crimes real or imagined. And most importantly, the county attorney was kind of a slime ball, and he concealed, hid exculpatory evidence, evidence that would have shown at the time or could have shown at the time that the defendant was, in fact, innocent and could not have possibly committed the crime for which he was sentenced to death and convicted beyond a reasonable doubt. This exculpatory evidence, uh, the, the county attorney hid it because, well, let's be honest, getting death sentences was worth lots of votes for county attorneys in some parts of this country. And it certainly worked for him. He was elected several times as county attorney. 
And the Innocence Project took the case and over the course of years of litigation actually got the exculpate. Oh, by the way, that's against the rules. <laughs> Prosecutors are supposed to let the defense see and build up a reaction to any evidence they have, especially if it's exculpatory. In fact, if there's exculpatory evidence, you're not even supposed to bring the case. I mean, if the evidence says the person did not, could not have committed the crime, you shouldn't even bring the case. You should drop the charges and go find the actual, uh, make like OJ and go find the real killer. Now, the it took years of litigation. It wound up going all the way to federal appellate court. And at the end of the day, when the exculpatory evidence, including DNA evidence, was found buried someplace in a in a file someplace, updates in DNA technology did in fact show that the person who had been convicted beyond a reasonable doubt by a jury of his peers through due process could not have possibly committed the crime. And he was released from death row. Not 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 given a, a reduced sentence, not commuted to life for 30 years. He'd been on death row for 22 years at this point, by the way. Not given a new trial. I mean, it was remanded back for a new trial, and the county attorney, an honest county attorney this time, said, yeah, we don't have the evidence. All the evidence shows we got the wrong guy. And he was released from death row to the world. And... To be fair, he has gone on to live a fairly exemplary life and be a fairly inspirational person in many respects in his own right. Uh, So kudos for that. But whenever someone says that was settled in court via due process, the response to that is, well, that's great. But due process just means that the, the, the course of the case checks the same checkboxes for everyone. It's always the same process. It's entirely dependent on the integrity of the parties involved, especially the cops and the prosecutors, since they control the evidence that determines how a jury is going to see this case. Now, that brings us back to the movie Fall of Minneapolis. Now, if you haven't seen it, I urge you to do so. It makes allegations about the death of George Floyd, the, the realities of the death of George Floyd, including evidence that the movie will will tell you is not generally commonly known and, and may or, may or may not have been shown to the jury. And other allegations about the response of the city and the state to the riots and the state of the Minneapolis Police Department and the city of Minneapolis itself. Hence the title, Minneapolis's Fall, The Fall of Minneapolis. A journalist for one of the Twin Cities, quote, alternative, end quote, lefty news outlets, like you need an alternative to the Star Tribune if you're on the the far left of center or the Min Post or Minnesota Public Radio, a woman named Dina Winter uh, wrote a piece this past week entitled, I watched the fall of Minneapolis, so you, uh, I watched uh, the fall of Minneapolis, so you don't have to. Which, by the way, I mean, a couple points off for the super cliche title, but let's actually go there because it raises some interesting questions, and some of them are about the movie and about the case. Others are about exactly what kind of reporter Dina Winter is. We'll come back to that. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
streaming Pikes Peak, you can get this radio station there, too. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey.com. We're always on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Say, play The Patriot, Minneapolis. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep, I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America. We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older, but it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her Relief Factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain, lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pains, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel-better or your money-back guarantee. That number, 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651 289 4488, number to call should you care to join us. And I really hope you do. By the way, if you disagree with me, you get on the air first, because if you can't defend your ideas, why put them out there? I mean, if if they're about things that affect the world, you should at least be able to defend your premise. And that's especially addressed to our governor, Governor Governor Tim Klink, who showed this past week why I think he doesn't do any kind of media that might actually potentially ask him tough questions. That's in the second hour. Stick around for that because we have got to march through a bit of, uh, quote, journalism here. 
Uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call, by the way, should you care to join me. I believe I said that. Anyway, we're talking about Dina Winter at the Minnesota Reformer. Now, I have ripped on lefty alt-media reporting in the past because, first of all, what's the need for an alternative? You have the Minneapolis Star Tribune, which toes the leftist line anytime there is, not on every story. For example, most restaurant reviews, most coverage of, of automotive crashes, most uh, coverage of perhaps uh, music, well, about 50% of coverage of, of uh, music reviews, for example, theater reviews don't have uh, a political angle to them. Stories about perhaps school board, no, even those have political uh, tact than these days. But anytime there is a choice between political points of view, the Star Tribune reliably comes down on, on the left. Hey, not the left. The Star Tribune is really concerned. Well, yeah, if you are if you are a member of the Democrat Socialists of America or someone out towards that end of the political spectrum, sure. The Star Tribune is conservative and Republican in exactly the same way that Salt Lake City is the Far East from Fresno. You're all way the heck out there. Hey, it's owned by a Republican. Glenn, Glenn Taylor was a very moderate Republican, and ask any journalist. They are very proud of the fact that the newsroom doesn't answer to the business side of the newspaper. Unless, of course, you're working for one of the explicitly ideological uh, news operations. For example, the Min Post, which is bankrolled. By uh, you remember the Min Post? By the way, kids ask your parents. It was uh, one of the attempts to uh, create a, a left-leaning, probably center-left-leaning news organization. It was mostly, it's mostly money gathered by plutocrats with deep pockets to provide a retirement plan for re- Star Tribune and NPR journalists and AP journalists who've been laid off over the years. It's really the purpose it seems to serve. Really a holding tank while they look for other jobs or a place for them to work out the rest of their career and build up some kind of a 401k. But there, there's some uh, news outlets that go beyond that. We we recall, of course, uh, the Minnesota Monitor, which became the Minnesota Independent, which became uh, a website that's pining for the fjords. Uh, this is during the heyday of blogging. It was supported by Soros money. It was an attempt to to push grassroots media, uh, which, by the way, at the time, we conservatives dominated, hence the existence of this show 20 years later. Uh, they were very, very bad at it, incredibly bad. And it, it built kind of a cottage industry from all of us conservative bloggers pelting their material with rocks and garbage, rhetorically speaking, not literally, uh, getting a few of them fired for actually actual journalistic ethics violations, which never happens. Journalists never lose jobs over ethics because the society professional journalist code of ethics is really just a framework for excusing whatever it is reporters do. Uh, you can take that to the bank. At any rate, where was I? Oh, yeah. The Minnesota reformer is another one. Then there are several of them uh, currently uh, working in the Twin Cities these days. Minnesota reformer is one of them. And in all honesty, they have some good reporters, people who can actually report news and and are capable writers and and are not and and leaven, if you will, their ideology with a little bit of honesty. Mac Nesterak, Gen, uh, Max Nesterak, I should say, generally good reporter. Dina Winter, for that matter, has her moments as a good reporter and and journalist and someone who reports fairly on the issues. 
that she writes about as a frequent rule, let's just say. I'll be honest. I, I read them both and some of the other people at the Minnesota Reformer. Uh, I get a little I get a little chuckle out of people on the left saying, hey, I read in New- Minnesota Reformer that Alpha News is ideological. Whoa. People, people reading the, the, the Minnesota Reformer complaining about Alpha News being an ideological operation. That's kind of funny. Anyway, Dina Winter wrote a piece this past week. I don't, I don't know how, where she saw it, but uh, the tweet said, Alpha News reporter Liz Collin advertises bombshells in her documentary, quote, The Fall of Minneapolis, end quote, but serves up a cherry-picked rehashing of previous reporting in a piece entitled The Fall of Minneapolis. I watched The Fall of Minneapolis so you don't have to, which, by the way, is a is a cliche whose 15 minutes of fame, ending saying, I did something so you don't have to, is a cliche whose 15 minutes of fame ended 30 minutes ago. Uh, and it was it was an article. <laughs> uh, let me go through the, the uh, just quickly the things that Liz, uh, that Dina Winter claimed about the movie. And, and it really it boiled down to four or five different areas. For starters, uh, the, the coverage of the actual death of George Floyd in the movie focused on the allegation that, well, a couple of allegations. First, that the restraint that Officer Chauvin used on George Floyd was policy from the Minneapolis Police Department, that it was applied properly, although you could not see that from the cell phone video that uh, was the most famous video, the the one shot from the sidewalk, that uh, Officer's body cam footage uh, in fact, showed that uh, it was not ne- nobody. <laughs> Chauvin was not kneeling on his neck, and the autop- multiple autopsy reports showed that, in fact, uh, he showed no signs of of strangulation or asphyxiation from having his neck kneeled on, knelt on anyway, from having his neck obstructed by a knee. The body cam footage showed that it was uh, properly applied, and notwithstanding the fact that in the movie, Chief Arredondo and one of his training officers said, "Nope, that's not." That's not Minneapolis policy. That's not uh, the this particular restraint technique is not something that is policy and and not something in which our officers are trained. You had Derek Chauvin's mother opening the Minneapolis police manual to the page describing that exact technique and a long list of Minneapolis police uh, retirees and officers saying, yep, I was trained in that technique. Well, anyway, the biggest hit that Winter has against uh, Liz Collins' uh, movie is that, according to her, the movie's revelation that Chief Arredondo and his training officer lied about whether maximal restraint technique, the whole idea of kneeling, uh, putting a knee on someone's shoulder to keep them down while you, you calm them down, was part of Minneapolis's training and policy. Collins showed, again, cops, Chauvin's mother, everyone, she showed that it was, in fact, trained uh, policy in which officers were trained. The movie also said the jurors were not allowed to see the body cam footage. It showed that Chauvin did the technique correctly with his knee on the shoulder blade rather than on George Floyd's neck. Now, Winter, in her piece, in claiming authority as a journalist who, quote, was there, end quote, claims that, yes, indeed, the jury did, in fact, see both the body cam uh, footage and uh, was, in fact, told that the technique was 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 Minneapolis policy. So if that's true, and, and I can't 
I, I'm not in a position to gain see either Winter or Colin on this. I would love to see a debate between the two about this, although we both know we never will. But if that's true, and the jury, in fact, did see the same training materials, the same body camera footage that, that the officers had, then could someone explain to me clearly why Chief Arrodondo lied about it on the stand? I'll, I'll be fair here. Neither reporter has really clarified that for me. Collins' allegations are aggravating and, and, in fact, have made a lot of people incredibly angry. And Winter's allegations, being what they are, and given the facts that, that in fact, Chief Arredondo did lie about something that jurors were supposedly told the truth about, I cannot connect those dots, people. Someone connect those dots for me. Someone else has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I, as, as the movie did, in fact, focus on the trial pretty heavily, I it was pointed out that that uh, why and uh, they, the the movie also pointed out uh, so, some irregularities or perhaps perceived irregularities about the trial. For example, the fact that Judge Cahill failed or refused to sequester the jury. By the way, who? came to and from work uh, around a courthouse that was being fortified like the green zone in Baghdad in 2004 and who were being told pretty clearly that uh, if they reached the, quote, wrong verdict, end quote, they were going to be in some trouble for the rest of their lives. They were going to get swatted. They were going to get attacked. They were people out there up to and including Congress people were saying, yep, this jury had better see the right verdict or there will be riots and God only knows uh, what uh, level of perfidy is going to be leveled against them in their lives once they leave that jury chamber? I, I'm going to ask the question, why did Cahill not sequester the jury in this perhaps the most emotionally explosive trial in recent American history? I'll ask the question because Dina Winter apparently didn't think she had to. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Oh, I'm just getting started on this. Go to her. We'll be right back. comfortable and welcoming home for an older male relative or friend? Look no further than Deputat Board and Lodge. More than a traditional boarding house, Deputat Board and Lodge is a warm, peace-filled community of men living together in a beautiful historic home. They're well cared for with three square meals a day, laundry service, and staffing round the clock. Deputat Board and Lodge offers semi-private rooms. It's modern with Wi-Fi and state-of-the-art security systems. Plus, it's close to the bus line. Residents do need to be able to navigate stairs. The Deputat family has been running Deputat Board and Lodge for 53 years, and their average residence stays for 17 years. To find out if Deputat Board and Lodge is right for your ambulatory male relative or friend, go to deputatboardandlodge.com. That's D-E-P-U-T-A-T, Deputat, a traditional boarding house that offers a non-traditional change of pace. Deputatboardandlodge.com. Are you tired of going online every day and getting news meant to make you afraid and anxious? And all that meaningless celebrity gossip fighting for your attention? 
Want something different? Something positive? Make your homepage Christianity.com. Replace the bad news and fake news with the good news. The life-changing gospel truth meant to encourage your daily walk with Christ. With daily devotionals, answers to life's tough questions, and meaningful Bible study from your favorite pastors and authors on today's current events and issues, you now have a homepage that reflects your life and your faith. Don't settle for the negativity and superficiality that the rest of the Internet offers. Instead, choose a homepage that will uplift you and strengthen your faith. Join the thousands of others who have made the switch to Christianity.com and experience the difference that good news can make in your life. Don't wait any longer to make a change. Choose Christianity.com as your homepage today and embrace the positivity and inspiration that comes with the good news of Jesus Christ. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. AM12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? Hey, don't forget the Patriot Half-Off Deals Program. Saves you, well, half off or more on great products and services all around the Twin Cities. Right now, you get half off on so much stuff, including Like It Matters. Want to be a better you? Aiming to get a promotion? Wouldn't uh, you would like to train with the best uh, manager or the CEO in your company? Save half off leadership training and intensives with Scott Black at Like It Matters. Half off. Go to amprovatethepatriot.com. 651-289-4488. The number to call should you care to join us. It would be great for you. By the way, you can also join us at hashtag NarnShow, N-A-R-N Show, on Twitter, Gab, me, we get her, but not Parlor, and certainly not Mastodon. And by the way, we're not on Truth Social either because somehow I never got an invite. I don't know if you still need invites to get on Truth Social. I think Donald Trump is the only person on Truth Social at this point. By the way, uh, Iowa caucus is coming up. Maybe a little bit about that later on here. Uh, so we're, we're talking about Liz, uh, sorry, uh, Dina Winter's uh, response at the Minnesota Reformer uh, to Liz Collins' movie, The Minneapolis, the Fall of Minneapolis. Now, it, it, the, we started off with discussion of the the death of George Floyd and the trial that led to uh, Officer Chauvin and his uh, three colleagues uh, winding up in jail, uh, in prison for a long time. Uh, and I have no I have no ability to really, at this point, knowing what I know, having access to what I have access to, to say, well, you know, one or the other of you are wrong about this. Honestly, there are you know, digging through legal files, uh, digging through transcripts is something I don't have the time to do unless it directly affects me personally. But there are some other areas where Winter sounded off 
I'd say less convincingly, shall we say. Uh, she discussed the parts of the film dealing with the riot, most specifically the evacuation of the third precinct. By the way, subject I'm very close to since I scooped the entire Twin Cities media on the story. I literally had a tip uh, midday, 12 hours before the precinct was burned, that uh, the the order had gone out to evacuate the precinct and that the officers were much, much unhappy about it. Uh, Winter went on to discuss this episode, and and frankly, I'm trying to figure out what her point is. Now, Winter, well, it's fair to say that she lacks a certain amount of empathy or at least insight outside of her own experience as a journalist, let's just say, which nothing against journalists. Some of my best friends are journalists. Well, some of my best friends have been journalists at various points in my life. I, I have been one myself, but... Let's just discuss her. I mean, for, for starters, the movie makes a, a very strong point, or at least loudly reinforces the point that the city of Minneapolis really had no plan. These officers were begging for some direction for how to deal with the riot that was blowing up around them on East Lake Street, where the third precinct is. I'm going to quote Winter here from her article, and I quote. Colin also spends considerable time questioning why the MPD and local and state officials were slow to take action as protests devolved into riots and arson that destroyed hundreds of buildings across the metro. Retired MPD officer Jason Reimer tells Colin what bothered him the most is, quote, they let people throw rocks and bricks and firebombs and we're supposed to just put on a helmet and take that, end quote. Well, says Winter, helmets, but likely also bulletproof vests and eye irritant spray, handcuffs, tasers, and semi-automatic pistols. Which, I get it, she's a reporter. She, she, uh, reporters, I'm not talking about Dina Winter in specific here, but reporters tend to combine a, a fairly narrow worldview based around the world that they've seen, the world that they've experienced, which isn't that broad of a world in the great scheme of things. And and combine that in the worst cases, again, not talking specifically about Dina Winter here, with, with a sense of entitlement based on the idea that, that you do find in many journalists, that they are sort of the high priests of information who, with, with skills gained through a life that only a few people have of asking questions. Uh, and... And in this case, Dina Winter's experience lets her down because bulletproof vests don't are of no value at all if you're stuck in a burning room or get hit by a Molotov cocktail. Uh, spray and tasers are useful to get control of a situation that you're basically close to controlling. I mean, there's a couple of officers and, a, and one or two suspects. That's what tasers are for. They're useless against a mob. And And by the way, if Dina Winter wants to suggest that taking those <clears throat> semi-automatic pistols and blazing away at a mob at a riot is uh, is what was called for. I'm just going to let that hang out there because I don't want to put it out there. That's a, a, <laughs> that's a great way to become the next news cycle. But the point in the movie was that there was no plan. And the movie reinforces that pretty heavily. Winter cites some uh, fairly wrenching scenes in the movie that that reflect what I reported on three years ago, almost four years ago, 
quote, we were in the middle of a war zone, said Lieutenant Heron, a uh, Minneapolis police lieutenant who was stationed at the 3rd Precinct. Quote, we were ordered not to do anything. She said the fire department wasn't responding to calls. This is winter talking. And officers were, quote, wandering around aimlessly waiting to be told what to not to do next, end quote. They weren't doing anything to control the riot, she said. They wouldn't let us do our jobs. They, in this case, being the, the city of Minneapolis's leadership and the Minneapolis Police Department's leadership. Which is true. The they that left them wandering around were the leadership. Winter adds, quote, the city and state's failed response and inability to quell the violence and arson are documented, although more or less ignored in her response. But it's inaccurate to claim police were standing down. This part here, this part here, this part here. Quote, they went on joyrides, fired rubber bullets at protesters. See Jaleel Stallings. An officer went on to run an actual banana stand. What's that have to do with anything? Uh, it, w- it was caught on video by a journalist macing protesters for no discernible reason. Uh, lots of cops in riot gear tear gassed crowds. They shot protesters like Soren Stevenson with a rubber bullet and blinded him in one eye. They maced a journalist from Vice News in the face, speaking on, be- on behalf of everyone who detests Vice News. Good. Well, no, not good. Not good. They fired rubber bullets at journalists, including reformer reporter Max Nesterak and Star Tribune reporter Andy Mannix. Just by the way, have you noticed how journalists really only get irate about injustice and official overreach when it's other members of the journalist secret handshake club who are affected? I mean, Lake Street and a fair chunk of my neighborhood, the Midway, got burned. The Minneapolis Police Department was and remains gutted to the bone. Crime skyrocketed and it's still double what it was, even after some classes of crime have fallen back to the three-year average. They're still double what they were five years ago, six years ago. But, oh my God, journalists got attacked. Not, Not that Winner's article tells you. But the main contention in the movie from the police was that there was no plan, that the they that I was referring to, that, that they that the that the cops were referring to, had no plan to deal with the riots and more specifically abandoned the third precinct, apparently to give uh the rioters, quote, space to destroy without having the foggiest idea what the officers marooned there were supposed to do. So Liz Winter goes on to snark to the people on the other end of a rubber bullet or tear gas or mace, the police response sure didn't feel like standing down. Now stop me if I'm wrong. But everything she cited, cops responding to the kinds of provocation that would melt your brain, supports the cops' contention. Cops operating in a complete vacuum of authority followed the normal human inclination to hit back. Either way. And by the way, right or wrong, people did get hurt. And it's entirely likely that some of the responses did not obey the niceties of the law. But they were cast off on their own, no less than Rick Grimes and his group in Walking Dead. And in some cases, yeah, they hit back. And if you didn't think you would do the same if you had the means, you're nuts. Either way. The movie's contention that there was no plan and the cops at the third precinct were left dangling in the breeze 
remains uncontested. Winter doesn't write about it, so I guess I'll have to. Uh, by the way, perhaps the most risible uh, contention that Winter makes, and, and by the way, completely unsupported by fact, uh, is coming up here. But let's, uh, let's try and sneak off to go to the phones. In Shoreview, Bob, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I, I have to say that I really thought Chauvin was guilty because the media did a good job of painting, portraying him as evil. But when you look at, the, I watched the movie twice, and uh, you can tell that like camera angles can be deceiving. They can make things appear to be other than what they are, and that's what that mobile cell phone video showed. Right. But the, you know, the other one showed this more accurately. And then I also wondered. Why did Derek Chauvin keep Floyd restrained so long when he saw that, you know, he was uh, unconscious or whatever? Right but then there. I found out through the movies that the paramedics went to the wrong place and they delayed the medical response by, I don't know, five minutes or so. Exactly. And, and, that, and that... Chauvin was taught, taught to... Uh, to keep in the restrained position until medics arrive. Exactly. And and by the way, that's one of the cases where, where the contention has been made that his maintenance of the restraint position after Floyd went quiet and, and unconscious uh, was, uh, where, was where he overstepped. I'm not equipped to say it. Uh, just to, And by the way, as I pointed out in the first segment, to me, Having uh, responding to that by saying the court said so uh, isn't especially convincing. Let's squeeze in one more call. Joe in Minneapolis, you got about a minute. Great, thank you. Um, <clears throat> the um, I think the ten million views that uh, the fall of Minneapolis has had so far it continues to grow, um, and the fact that, to my knowledge anyway, there are no lawsuits that have come against anything in this production. And there's a reason for that, and anybody who would bring a lawsuit would actually have to look at the truth themselves, which Liz is what what she did in this film is presented witnesses <clears throat> and those involved and in what they said, and she said you can decide for yourself, yeah. which I thought was you know um, says a lot right there too. It's not like she's forcing a message, but she certainly is painting the other side of the picture that none of us ever got to see. Absolutely. And by the way, if anyone was going to thanks for your call, by the way, Joe, if someone was going to file a lawsuit, it probably wouldn't have happened quite this fast. The movie's been out for a month, and uh, it it takes a while to get lawsuits going. There is one more claim that that uh, Liz Winter, uh, Dina Winter, rather made that I'm going to address when we come back here. That was perhaps. The dumbest of the of, of the claims she made. I'll, I'll give her half claim or half credit on the trial stuff. Maybe this next one is a howler. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance AM twelve A. The Patriot. snap your fingers you can find this radio station your smartphone is now your smart radio there are no limitations on where you can find us we're always on it's liberty and truth through your smart speaker just say play freedom radio minneapolis robbinsdale women's center is a place of hope for women facing unplanned pregnancies the mission continues at a new location in crystal expanding the outreach to help more women with additional exam rooms a lab and more space for educational and practical life skill classes Crystal Women's Clinic, a ministry of Robbinsdale Women's Center, is exclusively donor-funded. A first step for women considering abortion. Help empower women to choose life. Please join the cause at supportlife.org. Donate today at supportlife.org. 
Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Rizemkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-719-5601. That's 800-719-5601. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. AM12Apatriot.com is the place to go to listen to this show wherever you are in the world. I mean, we, we've got listeners from all over the place. We've had calls from Eastern Europe, from China, from every place in between. I mean, that kind of covers the gamut, doesn't it? At any rate, AM12Apatriot.com is live streaming, podcast, and of course, all of the great specials, deals, games, and sponsors that we have. Check it out. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. the number to call. By the way, we've been talking about Dina Winter at the Minnesota Reformer and her response to Liz Collins' uh, movie, uh, Alpha News' movie, uh, the, uh, the Fall of Minneapolis. By the way, I, I'm more than willing, if Dina Winter is within the sound of my voice, to have her on the show to discuss this. I won't hold my breath. I never do. By the way, I, talking about people I invite on the show, I repeatedly, every couple of years, send out invites to every elected DFLer and Republicans as well. But uh, Republicans are usually pretty good about joining me here on the show. The Democrats, with the exception of R.T. Ryback, probably 15 years ago, not so much. Uh, I've invited Governor Klink on the broadcast. I should say Governor Waltz. That probably doesn't sound respectful enough. But, well... We're going to see why in the next hour Governor Waltz doesn't do 
let's just say media that can has contentions with his uh, with his line. Uh, we'll we'll see that uh, lit up large uh, in the next hour here. Now we're talking. Dita Winter, if you're out there, come on. I I haven't lost a guest yet. I'm as thoroughly respectful as they come, but I will ask you questions, including about this bit here. Uh, Dina Winter went on uh, to write, and by the way, this is where her piece kind of slides from journalism into opinion. And by the way, journalism can be opinion. Don't get me wrong. Uh, She writes to say, uh, retired Minnesota cop, Minneapolis Police Department cop Jason Reimer says the weak response was all a deliberate attempt by politicians to use Floyd's police killing to their advantage. Quote, the elections are coming up, he said. They were going to use this incident for political narrative, and they did. Uh, Winter steps into uh, editorial voice to say, quote, let's hope Reimer was a better cop than he is a political analyst. The riots were a political disaster for the mayor, the governor, and the entire DFL establishment. DFL ops blamed the riots and the defund abolish police movement for key suburban losses that prevented a uh, 2020 DFL trifecta. Although, although both Fry and Waltz won re-election, they did so in part by hitching themselves to police during their re-election campaigns that would soon be accused by partisans of the left of being too cozy with cops. And right there, right there, that, that bit right there, that the two paragraphs left me tempted. I say tempted to get cute and say, quote, I hope that Winter is a better political analyst than, analyst than Jason Reimer, end quote. But I'm, I don't get cutesy like that. Because it'd be more accurate to say the riots were a disaster, not for the whole political establishment, for for one political establishment, the one where where Jacob Fry and Andrea Jenkins and Lisa Bender were considered centrists, and Alondra Cano was the loony left. And for that establishment, yeah, the riots were a disaster. For the new establishment the one that gained lots of ground in the 2022 uh, uh, 2022 election, excuse me, and is poised, by the way, to take the city over here in the next round of city elections, the one led by the Democrat Socialists of America, against which Fry and Jenkins barely survived, and Lisa Bender and Alondra Cano retired, lest they be seen as too conservative. That's literally the language that the the DSA droogs used to refer to Jacob Fry and Andrea Jenkins. I mean, literally, you saw some of these droogs referring to Jacob Fry as a Republican. Anyway, given that, the riots and the aftermath, including the far, 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 far left's very well-funded, exceptionally well-organized response to whatever backlash there was in the 2020 elections, were a prime organizing opportunity. By the way, when you say that Tim Waltz hitched himself to the police, well, it was pretty situational now, wasn't it? He has hitched himself since his first election to 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 the far left. Uh, well, actually, what used to be considered the far left. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when uh, Lieutenant Governor Flanagan was considered exceptionally far left by Minnesota State Legislative Standards. I mean, she at one point had the what was adjudicated to be the most left-wing voting record in the Minnesota State Legislature, which is, by the way, why she got on the Waltz ticket, because he needed to protect the left of his candidacy from the left. It'd be interesting to see if Waltz makes any noises about running for a third term, because... 
the mainstream of the Metro DFL has moved to the left of Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, who was the left anchor of the ticket. So, yeah, the riots were a disaster for not the DFL establishment, a DFL establishment. It was, in fact, the organizing moment for the new DFL establishment. By the way, uh, a question I'll answer so Dina Winter doesn't get asked to. Minneapolis has fallen refers to quite a number of former Minneapolis Police Department cops. Uh, Ms. Winter reminds us that a number of them are living on disability pensions and, and workman's comp settlements, and not to mention uh, their Minneapolis Police Department pensions that they earned through 20 to 30 plus years of service. Someone, and it'd be great if it were Dina Winter, but uh, I'm not going to hold my breath, needs to explain why she went to such effort to put the the settlements that the officers got from the city as part of their perfectly legal pensions into her article. That just seems a little, what's a good term that I can say on the radio? Caddy? I'll ask. I don't expect an answer. But it seems like a real misapplication of, quote, journalism, end quote. I'd love to have any of these questions answered. 651-289-4488. Again, not holding my breath. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. The Patriot is proud to air the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday morning at 7.30 a.m. Brought to you by Furniture Manor of Osseo. If you're a veteran, current service member, or first responder, we would like to honor your service by having you recite the pledge. Please call the Patriot today and we'll book a time for you to visit our Egan studio. Call 651-289-4410. Listen to Pledge of Allegiance weekdays at 7.30 a.m. Brought to you by Furniture Manor of Osseo on AM 1280, The Patriot. We need your help. Hello, I'm Marianne Kuharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. Our ads feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy help. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. To donate, please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away. 
Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. Overwhelmed by your next move? Then take action and call Action Moving, your local Atlas Van Lines agent. With 27 years' experience, Action Moving provides quality, reliable moves guaranteed. Get free estimates and competitive rates on local and interstate moves at 1-800-328-3803 or go to actionmoving.com. That's 1-800-328-3803. And mention you heard it on Hittner Real Estate's Chalk Talk Radio. Member of the Better Business Bureau. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.